0: This is Ricey. You've been hearing my friend Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, for years on the Radio and Garage Logic podcast. I strongly recommend you sit down with Josh for your no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation on your investments, including your IRA and 401K. You can benefit from Josh's years of experience navigating different market and economic conditions, and he'll always give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Give Josh a call now at 952-925-5608 to book your no cost no obligation 48 minute consultation that's 952-925-5608 you'll be glad that you did and tell him Roycey sent you don't forget to ask why is it 48 minutes josh investment
1: services offered by josh arnold investment consultant llc a security investment advisor past performance is no guarantee of future results all investments involve risk all comments and opinions are josh arnold's and do not constitute investment advice patrick Roycey is a paid indoor
0: Sure. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Royce Unchained. What? Lose.
1: All right, Patrick Royce, you are in Florida, spring training, so let's start there. Your uh, uh, Your reaction with Carlos Santana, who's going to be 38 in April, being brought into the fold.
0: Well, it's a cheaper alternative to Polanco, I guess. I don't know what the uh, object of it is. I It could be. You and I kind of exchange messages on this. I'm wondering if they're uh, uncertain about Kirilov. And, uh, and also, somebody else brought up the idea that uh, Julian, who was your very mediocre backup first baseman a year ago, uh it's now going to be your everyday second baseman and you're not going to have brooks lee up here until later later so uh or maybe not at all so maybe it's just to have some insurance at first base and also you'll probably start the year as the dh huh unless he looks terrible this spring and then they can use some other guys uh the big the big thing here is uh Uh, Buxton, you know, is going to start in center field and uh, what, who knows, you know, if he, I can, I can guarantee you when spring, I I would be very surprised if when spring training games start, what, the 24th or something, if he's playing center field, I bet we don't see him till the middle of March. And then they're going to try to run him out there a few games. And uh, if that doesn't work, then, mm, you know, then you, you know, Austin Martin or somebody's gotta be your center fielder and then uh and then all kinds of crazy stuff is going on. Yeah, I, I'm not big on it. The Santana was terrible for about the first first four months last year and then he was a little better at the end, but he didn't have much of a year and uh should, they moved him, right? Didn't they Seattle move him during the season? Yeah, right he here.
1: Yeah, I think he finished with Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, that's right. They moved him back. He was uh, Seattle. I mean, he's bounced yeah. all around
1: Milwaukee. Yeah, late, late. he's been a bunch
0: of places. He gets a lot of walks. He's a, he's yeah. a big walker, and uh, he's you know he's he was a really good uh, really good player three four or five years ago. But I, I can't get too excited about uh, bringing him in and uh, as a substitute for Polanco. Uh, I wonder if they're they're probably have to keep Kepler though, right? They got to keep. That's him what out. I think.
1: Yeah, because
0: if uh, you know, if you if you let Kepler go, then you got Larnick and Walner in the car- corners, and you're pretty much stuck with those two. So, uh, you know, they, they they both would have to succeed then. If I'm running the team, I do an old time uh, spring training thing: Walner versus Larnick. Who's ever the best opens the season in Minnesota. And oh, you, you wage an actual guy. competition yeah have some competition. We, we don't do that anymore very mm-hmm. much. It used to be a big deal, and of course, way back when I was a beat guy and covered spring training, we would find those. We would look <laughs> desperately course. for the competitions and then beat them to bloody death <laughs> uh constantly to uh to uh do that so uh you know to, to to make it a competitive situation and uh i think you know the other thing is what uh is louis barlin gonna be your fifth starter uh this this idea that uh, d scarfini is that how it's pronounced d Scar- scarfini or whatever his name is who uh was really good three years ago and uh now has had uh, great uh problems and uh Basically ended up here just because they wanted to get. It, they weren't going to take Polanco's whole salary and not make you take something back. Is right. the, the way I feel about it. So, they they still ended up giving the the Twins like four million or something, right? Yes, yes. As part of the deal. So yeah. I
1: I think his sal his salary is twelve million and I think the Twins are on the hook for four of that. Only
0: four, huh? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because so. the Giants
1: are the, the Giants who traded him. Uh, at the beginning of the winter, are paying part of it too. So Seattle's okay. not picking yeah. up the other eight. It's and they 4-4-4. made, uh,
0: and and they made the uh, the the Giants made Seattle take him as part of the Robbie Ray trade because yes. they didn't they didn't want to be stuck with his twelve million and bringing in Robbie Ray for for big money. So uh, it's uh, you know it's uh, you kind of like the lineup if, but then again. Here, my theory is, uh, you know, the, the Buxton thing is what twenty five percent chance of being say, successful. Twenty five percent chance of being successful, and even if it's successful, it's a hundred games, right? Maximum. So if he if he starts hundred oh, games in center field, you'll have a parade, right? Yes. So, uh, so it's. Uh, you know, but I, I don't blame either side. I think Buxton says, Let me try to play center field, and they say that's good because you can't be our DH. Although, when Carlos Santana is going to be your option, maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, it, it, uh, I don't see much uh hope for the Miranda character here when you bring in Santana, do you? They, they must not have much faith in him.
1: That's my read on that, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and. And what's your what's your thought about the starting staff, though, as far as – I do think that they need – and it doesn't have to be a huge name, but I think they need one more viable starter, unless they're convinced the Varlin is going to be good there.
0: Yeah, but well, even if Varlin's good, you, Chris Paddock's going to make, what, yeah, that's one, exactly. 22 starts, if you're lucky, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at his track record. I'm not saying he's going to re-injure his arm, but are you, are you going to go from zero to – 180 or 160? Uh, no, you're not. So, right. I, I've been saying all along, the the biggest difference between the twins this year and the twins last year is even yeah, with Sonny Gray gone. Okay, that's fine, but none of they're not going to stay as healthy on the pitching on the starting staff as they did last year. It just <laughs> doesn't happen. So they were. Very. I mean, they didn't have Tyler Malley, which, man, that was a great, uh, great acquisition, but uh, they didn't have him. But everybody else pitched. Everybody, got, everybody else went to the post. They shut down for a couple of weeks because not because he was hurt, but because he was just running out of gas. He would never pitched that far in his life. So. Uh, they're they're short-handed uh, to, to say the least, but hey, we got Joe Jackson coming in. I saw that headline. I said to somebody today, I saw it by, Twins re- acquire veteran reliever Jackson. I said, they're not bringing back Mike Jackson. Aren't Mike they? Jackson, five?
1: It's Jay Jackson, Pat. Yeah, it's, it's Jay,
0: Jay Jackson. And Joe or is it Joe? Is it's a Jay. J. Jay Jackson. Jay Jackson. Never, Jackson. never heard of him in my life. He's not a starter, but they are certainly bringing in a ton. They're they're recycling these yep. right-handed relievers that they're bringing in. I would give anything for a left-handed starter. They, they to be a you know to be an option, but uh, I they they don't have any left-handers. They got their their best left-handed prospect was that Prelip, and he's had arm surgery and might pitch the middle of the summer. So. They're uh yeah. It's just not gonna you know, we, we certainly had the frustrations all, you know, all almost into August last year because of the and ungodly strikeouts and the inconsistency of the hitting, mm-hmm. but things aren't gonna go as well. <laughs> it's just they just don't. And you so. know what? Before anyone
1: doubts you, let's remind them your recent track record of predictions of failure has been remarkably spot on. Yeah. Cause you said the same thing about the Vikings
0: last <laughs> yes. year. Yes. You said yeah. the same exact thing. Good fortune. Good fortune will not smile on you two years in a row. You went 11-0 in one score games. Guess what? That's not happening again. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's not, and, uh uh, yes, that's, that, that is true. I get a lot of heat about bad predictions, but, uh, you know, like when I say run over to St. Croix Casino and bet against the uh, Timberwolves in uh, and uh, Oklahoma City, and then Oklahoma City stinks it out, and they beat them. but uh, the poor guy lost his house
1: because of that, probably, Royce.
0: Yeah. The lost his house. He's probably, like, homeless now. I, I offered to buy him a beer. What the hell? What's he complaining <laughs> about? So, yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, and it, it was nice to see the boys come back and play a professional basketball game last night. I, yeah. I don't think, I don't think our guy Ant, who has the uh, maturity of uh, most eleven-year-olds, uh, had and he didn't come close to any technicals last night, did he? Did somebody get to him? Yeah, no, he he got teed up. Oh, he did get teed up. Again oh, he no, last he got night? teed up again. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, he got pissed because his arm got grabbed, and it did. And they teed him up. And uh, then they called a ticky-tack foul on him just, uh, to, just, remind,
0: just to remind him that this they're is in the charge. it
1: works. Huh? They are the most vindictive group. You have oh, yes, they nothing are. to That's gain by bitching at them, Pat. No,
0: you're not. Well, you can occasionally, but not always, not constantly. And I agree with them on the alleged one that he threw the tantrum about after he dunked the ball. That was a tiki tack They're not going to call that when you. they wait. If you somehow missed the dunk, they probably would have given you two free throws. But you got your basket. Shut up and go down to the other end of the court, you moron. But uh, he decided to make a – he now thinks he's going to get the star calls because LeBron gets gets the star calls because he complains a lot. He's 38 years old. He's played more games than anybody in the history of the league. He scored more points you're not comparable. You're 22, and you're a immature human being, and he's proved that off the court and on the court.
1: And your yeah. team is, too, though. That That's the problem, right? Like, it's you, it's Cat. You're all seen as complaining constantly. Yes,
0: yeah. Cat was actually, Cat, I thought, kind of learned his lesson and was very, you know, mostly calm the first, what, 30-some games of the year, but uh, then he, then all of a sudden he was waving his arms. And all I, all I, all I would do is if I was Finchy, coach of the Western all-stars, by the way, if I was Finchy, I would show him the tape of that game. They lost to Charlotte when cat got mugged at the end and three guys sat there and watched it and enjoyed it and didn't call a foul and you lost the game. That's, that's that's what that's what tip plays from cat's years of whining and throwing his arms up in the air and they they're they're gonna get you and in that game it's easier to get you in that game than any game because uh because referees are so influential in basketball 30 percent of your points are 20 percent of your points are earned at the free throw line so they're all joe
1: west pat they, they they're get, all they, joe, they're all country they, joe west yeah well
0: if the, the veterans that have been around yes they they are the, you know Tony brothers those guys that that big tall guy ed Malloy. ed Malloy, but that big tall guy who's been in the league who looked who was standing a foot away from cat when he got hit and didn't call it and just kind of you know shrugged it off when cat was screaming at him. <laughs> yeah, take that you know they're not going to they're not going to put up with it. I didn't realize. So, Ants, uh, he's heading for the uh, the sixteen game suspension here pretty soon, right? Sixteen T's, and you. Uh, yeah. I think
1: a actually, game. it's
0: not. It's not. It's not sixteen. It's it's sixteen T's. It's not getting a T in sixteen games, and he got two the other night, right? Didn't he get two? Maybe. Yeah, I think he's no. at like ten now. Yeah, yeah. I, he's, I
1: think he's around ten T's. So yeah, I
0: mean, he'll get suspended for
1: a game once I, he gets that.
0: I I don't know if I was uh, I mean he, but then he goes and gets 32 and he gets 22 in the third quarter and plays like an adult and uh, you know they they win a game they should game against a Houston team that has once in a while risen up and beaten somebody so it was a you know it was it was a good win but and now they're on the road for four it'll be interesting to see how they play what are they going to do with Kyle Anderson. He's oh, I useless. He's, he's he's. They love useless. him, but yeah. I mean, last year was good. Yeah. Sure, it's just nothing. He can't. He can't make a shot. I think we've seen why he's moved around quite a bit, right?
1: Yeah, they I mean, definitely have some. They, there's no question that they have some concerning tendencies and personnel mm-hmm. problems. That that's what I I tweeted because the loss on Friday to the Magic was a bad loss. And mm-hmm. I tweeted about the concerning things and of course got back, Well, look at their record. You're a moron, blah I said, But the that's not the point. Yeah, they're they're good. But if you want to make a playoff run, they gotta clean some stuff up.
0: Yeah, they do. Now Orlando's not a bad club. They're they're a pretty oh, they're good club. I like them, but it's a game you had one and you know left it away. So they've they've been doing that. Uh, the league's weird. I mean, fifteen point leads go away and stuff like that. But uh yeah, they're uh I mean I'm sure Finch would like to settle things down here, but uh, you know they, they got they got the deadline Tuesday. They need somebody. They need another shooter. I yes. don't know who they're going to get, but uh, you yeah. know they can't. They they're going to they they're not going to get an expensive one, but they need somebody who can shoot. They they just they just don't shoot well enough. I don't think. Uh if Cat's not making threes or getting his shots. Who else do you trust out there shooting threes? They don't really have a three point shooter. Connolly makes them once in a while and he has his games, but there's there's they really don't they they really do need a shooter. I I was thinking maybe Tyus is a backup point guard, but I I think the way they run it now with uh Walker Alexander or Alexander Walker. As a backup point guard, that's you know, they, they, I think they need a shooter more than they need a uh, a backup point guard,
1: yeah. And I, I saw a report, I think it was last week, that the Wolves had offered the Wizards four second round picks, and Washington wants a first round pick, and the Wolves can't well, trade them well, a first the round pick. The Wolves can't give you
0: one because they're right, so they're on probation for when the first is still 2030, right? Yep. They're giving up one in twenty nine, which means they can't give up one in thirty. The Stepien right?
1: rule, Pat. It's the greatest rule. Ted Stepien, one yes. of the craziest owners of all time.
0: Well, he had he, and he had a, he had a cohort there, Musty. <laughs> yes, I've did. told you the greatest Musky story ever several times. Sheldon Ocker, before he was a baseball writer at the Akron Be- Beacon Journal, and ended up in the Hall of Fame as a baseball writer, covered that team for the Akron paper, and Musky gave up. And Mussey and Ted gave up Ted uh, Richard Washington and James White Jerome Whitehead, I believe. Yeah. He gave up two number ones for those two guys, and they were two big guys. And he played which one? Which one? White Whitehead or Richard Washington? They were out in Denver. They played the first game. He played the guy four minutes, and he said to the reporters after the game, "That guy can't play for me." <laughs> <laughs> Four minutes after giving up a number one for him, and then they said, ah, "Okay, we're not gonna." What I don't know how many. They, ended up, they gave him some when the guns bought the team. They gave him some back, right? Did they? They gave. They gave him I just remember one. Stepien was certifiable. Oh God, he was crazy. My favorite. The favorite thing about Stepien is the fat, the slow pitch softball league. Yeah, we had a team here for a while. And the Goofies, we had the Goofies. Remember the Goofies? Jack Blasey was the per, left the Twins to promote. He was making some little money with the <laughs> Twins. <laughs> he went to be the promoter and ticket seller for the Goofies, right? The softball okay. team. They were going to play at Midway. They played at Midway Stadium, I believe. They just put a fence. The old Midway, not yeah. the new one. The, the, yeah, the one in the yeah the old old one, the original one, not the one that the Saints played in. though the original one over on the other side of Snelling were the where the American association team they just put a fence in there, but uh he ended up stepping and ended up winning owning five of the six teams in the league and the team he didn't own won the championship <laughs> he owned five of the six teams and the the other one won the title <laughs> some guy in Louisville owned a team or some damn thing it was uh that was maybe one of the worst ideas in sports ever slow pitch, pro slow pitch softball. When you have to have a limit on the number of home runs an individual can hit. Yeah. If you hit more than five home runs in an inning, then you're out. So you got to pretend, you got to act, you got to try not to hit home runs. That was a good idea.
1: So Stepien's Cavaliers traded away five consecutive first-round picks covering 1982 through 1985. So there must have been a couple... Thereafter, at the league instituted the step rule, yes.
0: yes, and I do believe that the guns when they bought the team got one one back, maybe or something, they gave one at the end of a round, or some damn thing like that, yeah, it's the step rule, but that's kind of the musty rule too, yeah, <laughs> it's Musty. wa he came he came in there and wanted to win, and he he was. Well, he had the perfect owner for him because the, the owner was goofier than Bill. So And then the Wolves as an expansion team
1: that should have just been okay with trying to lose as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Hire Mussey, who's gonna try and win you an NBA title in year yes, one. Yes,
0: yes. Little Lee Little Lee was his, his he, he brought in his kid as a as an assistant the second year. And remember what ended up getting him fired is he wouldn't play Oh Gerald, he, Glass. Gerald Glass. Gerald he G- hated. Glass. He was dating Gerald Glass. Overweight. Guy who was supposed to be an offensive player. We had two two first rounders that year. The first guy played. It was the second year of the team, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And because uh, yeah. Pooh was Pooh was the, he wanted Tim Hardaway by the way, and uh, Billy McKinney wanted Pooh, so he lost that argument. He would have been right, but then the second year they I can't remember who was the the other first rounder in nineteen ninety. Uh, but Gerald Glass was the second. Number one pick, kind of a heavy guy. Didn't play no any defense, and they called him up like fifteen games to go in the season. Twenty goes and Stein and um, Harvey probably wasn't there because Ratner wasn't really involved. He just he 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 had the great quote that uh, that uh, owning the Timberwolves, Marv uh, Marv talking about owning oh, the Timberwolves made him a millionaire. He used to be a multi millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, uh, they called him up and they called him up to the office and said, you have to play Gerald Glass. You have to start playing him. He goes, starting tonight, you have to play Gerald Glass. Once he comes back downstairs and Eric says to him, what was that about? And he says, they told me I have to play Gerald Glass. And he said, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to play the guys who give me a chance to win. <laughs> didn't play him at all that night. Basically, then called, then brought it up post game that he'd been told to play him, and he didn't, basically. And that was, it was over for him then. It was, he was, you oh know, God, was, that's great. He defied him, but God, he was fun. He was, uh, he was the greatest. By the way, Eric, who, uh, people would like to see come up here as the replacement when it comes time for Ben Johnson, which is not going to be after this year, but, uh, but uh, he's not having a good year at Arkansas. He's like five hundred. I think he got a bunch really? of hurts or something. But they're not. You know, they've been in uh, what they've been in the elite eight two years in a row, I think. And he mm-hmm. he's done real well down. He won't stay down for too long, that's for sure. But uh, so you you send me a text, and I kind of agree with it. Uh, I, I but I try to get context on this uh, this conversation that took place after Saturday's game with Northwestern about attendance. Yeah. And Ben's quote, which was, was, uh, if, if, if we don't have a big crowd for Michigan state, I don't know what, you know, but it was, he was kind of, he didn't bring that up. It was, it was a question that was asked and, uh, you know, it's, uh, one, one thing that's, pretty much driving me nuts is the idea that Williams arena is so great when it's full. It hasn't been full since Clem went back to Kansas, Kentucky, and it wasn't that full after 97. We don't, it's never going to be full. This idea that, okay, Michigan state has the great reputation, but this is not a great Michigan state team. It's a Tuesday night at eight o'clock and, if they get eight, nine thousand people they should have a parade. They should be happier than hell if actual that many bodies actually show up. The other part of it is people have discovered it's a hell of a lot easier to stay home and watch TV than go over there and pay twenty bucks to park and then have to walk and if it's a winter night you can't hang up your coat and your you now the nice thing is. You're not squeezed in there anymore, so you can put the coat on the seat yeah. next to you, right? You don't yeah, have you to got worry about room. You don't have to worry about the coat anymore. But uh, if they end up remodeling that place, you know what they're going to do. You know what the remodel is going to be: ten thousand seats. Is that's what it's going to be? They're going to take a lot of seats out and of more that suites. Place. And not necessarily or, suites, think? just more comfort for the the fans to sit. I don't. I don't. The suites upstairs have been a Failure maybe the maybe the sweets come down to the front of the upper deck, but right. I mean, how much can that upper deck support weight-wise? I don't know if it can support. uh, You know, I'm not sure. That's that's some old wrought iron there that's been around for a long time. I love the place, but I don't see how.
1: I I don't see how anything but starting a new makes sense. No,
0: I don't either. I don't either. It's it's you know, take the parking. You know, if you're gonna well. Let's face it; they should. We're going to get. Well, I've said this before. We're going to get blackmailed into helping the new owners of the Timberwolves buy a team, and uh, have the Gophers play in there too. You know, then, you know, then maybe have a six thousand seat arena where you can play your nothing games in with the, the women's team. And the, what they got to do is. Yeah, you know, but you know, the the p- 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 pavilion is okay for volleyball, but that's also a place with no amenities whatsoever. You, you oh, need God a, no. You need a 6000-seat arena for volleyball, women's basketball, the other, you know, wrestling, those sports. So, you know, and you can play half your men's basketball. If you're going to call if you're going to bring in Bethune-Cookman, you can play those games in there too and That's, go... that's
1: the thing I don't get is is okay, so th- this team is a nice story i th- think they're now five and five in the conference, but also, why should people be expected to flock back? I mean this yes. program's been down for so long, and yeah, they're gonna play an important game, and that's great. but like to me this is not this is gonna take time just to Listen, get fans back anywhere. I don't care where you're playing here's
0: Here's another problem. The average age of Gopher fans who used to fill that place is about a year younger than me. So uh, you know, the you know some of them uh, probably seventy five percent of them can't go to the game if they wanted to. They'd have Because the walkers don't do well going through snow. Now we don't have any snow this year, but uh, uh Well the stairs know.
1: would present a problem yeah, with that the building. The stairs
0: present a problem. The whole thing presents a problem. Plus you might fall down like I've been known to it at at basketball arenas. So uh uh yeah, it's just You know, as I say, my solution is two fighter jets from the Duluth Air Base come down and blow the thing up. Just two little rockets, kind of like like you're practicing for, uh, you know, to go over to Yemen or something and uh, throw a few rockets in there. Actually, you can do it with a drone now, right? You can just set a drone.
1: Oh, sure. You you can do whatever. (laughs) I mean, they could just go in there and knock
0: it down the old fashioned way. They're going to say campus is closed like. The third week of June, right? If nobody's near campus, and then we send a drone in there and blow it up, and uh, that's then we. I don't think your guy Mark
1: Coyle would subscribe to that.
0: Mark Coyle, (laughs) thank God we got him locked up through two thousand thirty, right? Oh, I was worried about. I was real worried about his contract. Three hundred twenty-five thousand. In other words, you could have saved men's gymnastics by not, uh, you know, and have cash and have coins left over or. Tennis or whatever they got rid of. Uh, they, I know they got rid of gym, uh, gymnastics and stuff. What what was the purpose of this? What you know, who was trying to hire him away? The, I never the, understand the
1: purpose of half of this crap, the, including the, with the, coaches.
0: The Vermont Catamounts were trying to hire him away as uh, as the uh, you know the was he going to go back to Boise? I don't know what the hell. It's uh, it just seems like a complete waste of money. I th- I think. You have a a temporary uh, university president who's been over there for years and is buddies with all these guys, and he probably doesn't have a better idea. But what when, and when Coyle came to them and said, I, I, I want an extension, why didn't they say no? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't, why do they, they never say no. They just say PJ. no. PJ. Just say no. And what are you, how are you going to pay for it? He's probably going to say, well, I'm going to drop baseball. They say, oh, okay, that's a good idea. So, uh, you know, he'll end up doing something like that. Do
1: you think when John leaves after this season that they might drop baseball?
0: I would not say it is 100% that they won't. That's a double negative there. But uh, I, I I don't think so, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't trust him. You know, the the fact that... If John hadn't built Seabird Field with his own fundraising, it would be a definite. But uh, right, and now the fact that the Metrodome—I mean the Ziggy Dome—they're trying to do everything they can not to let baseball be played in there That's is incredible. going to make it makes it even more expensive. Have we? Has there been a story written on that yet? Yeah, I think a couple. I think a month ago. Uh, but now it's more. I think it's gotten more blatant that they don't want. I mean, we knew that they. Couldn't play in there this year, but they might they oh, get. They in the future, get, no, i not seen get, that. They They're campaigning to have no baseball in there in the future. I heard. So you mean the People Stadium was a lie? The People Stadium was a lie. Yes, they're trying to get rid of baseball on a full-time basis. So I didn't uh, know that. No, but I, I don't know why the are the Vikings. You know what? What do they think that they can? I, I know it's not all the Vikings too. The people. People who are they, that outfit that they now have running it, which is you know, when the prep bowl's played in there, they got four people working and uh, you know, stuff. Uh, they 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 let these people run the thing, but the Vikings don't want them in mean, there either. I don't know if they want special events or something that they want to get behind or something, but they're trying to get rid of baseball too, and they're not going to make any money on baseball, but you knew that. When you called it right. the People's Stadium, you do that. So, right. Well,
1: I mean, they probably thought, you know what? They'll, they'll quit eventually, and now they're trying to get them to quit. Hey, what what's your favorite place if you are in the market for a car, Patrick Royce?
0: I will always go, at least for the last 12 to 15 years, to uh, Jim and Brett Paul's Valley Group of GM dealers. They have a wonderful selection of Buick SUVs and sedans there are sedans people you can still get a great deal on a sedan they also have the trucks uh, the smaller truck the uh buick truck and then they got the uh the uh i mean the uh colorado they have the gmc one but the chevrolet one and then they also have the uh, sierra which uh, my truck owners have told me it's a fine machine interest rates are low And uh, the price, uh, the stickers on the cars are down a little bit from what they have been the last few years. So there's no reason not to go now if you're trying to um, get, if you're thinking about a vehicle for the kid. The kid's graduating from high school pretty soon. Time for him to get a vehicle. And uh, Apple Valley and Hastings the Jim Paul, Brett Paul Valley group of GM dealers. I wouldn't keep buying my cars there if I didn't trust these fellas.
1: As is absolutely true. What yes. What else you got down there in Florida? Uh
0: well you know what? I uh I, I did that column on uh for Saturday on uh Tim Kelly Allen Spack's book on uh the nineteen ninety, ninety one 91
1: uh, North Stars,
0: which was a miraculous season. Uh, one thing I forgot, five days later we had five days after they were eliminated and it could have been three days after they were eliminated if there'd been a game seven played in Pittsburgh. We had the dispersal expansion draft with the uh with the San Jose. Yep. And the was it do are we blade do we figure Louie came up with that concoction of just no. delighting talent or did somebody else?
1: No, I no, I think the guns did.
0: Yeah. Well, I was looking up the guys they kept, you know, the yep. guys they stole from us. Yep. Not that impressive of a group. No, I, mean, I, think, Zimolek, I think the big they, loss. They took Zamolik, and uh, he was going to be, uh, they thought, a great And player. Wilkinson. And Wilkinson, yes, he, they did. He was the big loss. Yeah, he was because he'd, he'd come into his own as a, you know, he, he had a big part in, in the run to the Stanley Cup Finals. He started playing like crazy. And he was, chummy with Sodmore. Sodmore was, uh, you know, because Neil had had a drinking problem and yeah. Glenn was helping him out with that, and uh, really nice kid. I remember talking to him, but uh, that was uh, that, yeah. <laughs> I, that was what a league it was back then, man. Incredible. Just, just I, so forgot, I forgot. I yeah. forgot because I'm I'm
1: I'm, book on Saturday. There are so many little things I forgot about
0: about oh, how yeah. weird the whole thing was. <laughs> yeah, and- I ran across the column. I couldn't get anything. But I was writing about how Norm said there weren't going to be discounted tickets. He said, emphatically, there weren't going to be discounted tickets. We're going to sell You better get your tickets now. And then he went to a Timberwolves game, and 20 minutes later, he changed everything. He could get in for – very little money. I'm going to give you cash. I'm going to have cheerleaders running up and down the aisle. The
1: guns papered the house. The guns yeah. gave the guns would go anywhere and say, just take all these
0: tickets. Yes, yeah, and so. But Norm came in, and none of that stuff. We're going to be this going to be a, you know, if you we're going to we got this twenty eight dollars section. We're going to sell that out, no discounts. Ten minutes later, he's giving away cash. And uh, what I didn't re- what I'd forgotten, Judd, was they had the drawing for the cash pot. Like, what was yep. it, ten thousand every game or something? just yep. the cash pot? If it was an empty seat that was pulled, then it carried over to the next game. And they the first night that he had stars, bucks, or whatever it was, they had fifty three hundred people there, which means they had. 9,500 empty seats. So they, yeah, I don't know if anybody ever got the, got the payoff or not, but it was, the, the drive was, it was, how would it be like to work for him? It must've just been.
1: Oh great. God, the story sound
0: yeah. awful. Just, yeah. Just, just just been unbelievable. Well, he, yeah. the,
1: the best part is your, your guy, Howard Baldwin in Bellsburg by yeah. the team, yeah. They get Norm they, to invest, and Norm says, "Okay, I'll be the governor, but I'm staying in Calgary. I'm not going to come yeah, in there. Yeah, you I'm run not the doing t- anything. Like a month later, he's like, "I'm moving to Minneapolis." And Baldwin's you know like,
0: "I quit." Well, here's what's amazing: the price was thirty-one mil, and Baldwin and Belsberg couldn't come up with it without Norm. 31 I know
1: one mil, and they were going to buy the San Jose expansion. How were they going to get the expansion team? Was my question because yeah. they they flipped
0: with the guns. Yeah, that was, oh, well, uh, I thought the guns were the first ones to bring up San Jose, were they? Well, no, there yeah. there was now a plan George, to
1: expand there, and Bellsberg was in with that group.
0: Oh, George wanted to move, and Gordon didn't care, I don't think, but yes. George, George wanted to move because he liked the lifestyle out there, and uh, it was uh, <laughs> $31 million, and they have to go to Norm. And how did Norm maneuver to take over the whole thing? Did they just go away because they needed his money, or what?
1: Well, he was so crazy that I, I think he he told he told Baldwin like a month or two in, "I'm moving there," and they worked t- together for like a week. And Baldwin said, "I yeah. quit." Yes, just buy the rest of the team from me. I,
0: well, Baldwin was goofy too. He and Karen were going to change the uniforms and do you know? Remember, Karen had the old uni ideas and Howie how he the heard, hairdo and how he ended up getting Pittsburgh. I don't have any idea. They were they were good and bankrupt. Right? And he had owned they,
1: Hartford before that. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and he also produced
0: a bunch of films. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, he did. And uh, who was the? Uh, who was the guy coming to town that was going to buy a french yeah Armitage, Armitage, Armitage was he in on it originally Armitage remember that guy oh yeah Vasily whatever's yeah he was he was Howard's partner, I think I producing oh, no. all these all these crackpot you know cheap movies you know
1: so the nhl though at that point was oh, such god. a crackerjack league man
0: <laughs> yeah i mean you you look back and people want to badmouth bet but they should have parades for Batman considering what the league was when he came in and where they are now john
1: right? ziegler the president yeah. not the commissioner he was the president yes that's right yeah he had
0: the personality of a wall too right so, oh god yeah uh, yeah, they were. Uh, it was it was fantastic that nobody nobody in town came up with thirty one million. I know, Harvey. Guy Harvey was trying to put together a group, and yep. he couldn't get he couldn't get him to invest in hockey. Yep. Harvey Harvey was going to come in and save us. hell um, what's his the guy who owned the Thunderbird, uh, Wallace uh, Rodney Wallace, who yep. I knew. I knew Rodney. He was he was like. Going to be the main investor, and Rodney didn't have that much money, you know. So it was, it was, uh, it was an amazing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Alex Bach's book is really uh, thorough and long, but uh, it's uh, certainly because uh, and he also contacted a lot of guys after the, you know, for about what ha- what happened to them after the season was over, and there's some compelling stories there. But that season is. I was trying to think, is there an equivalent? I think baseball-wise, it would be 84, right? The the equivalent of 90-91 would be 84 when Mm -hmm. Carl was buying the team from Calvin and, uh, you know, we had the ticket buyout. And and that was one reason we had Harvey getting in on the action because he ran the ticket buyout in 84 to keep the North Stars here. I don't know if there's a, ever, ever been a crazy Viking season like that, has there? You know, I, I couldn't, I can't. I Not can't like that, it. no. But it is, uh, it, it was uh, an amazing, uh, amazing season. But Norm's as goofy as you
1: can get, right? There's, oh, there's God. been no one who's owned a team in this town no. that that goofy. And
0: and Carrie Dietzik, uh who uh, by the way just uh, she she because of her return of cancer had to give up her political uh, situation over at yeah. the Capitol. But she was, wasn't that the gal that uh, ended up going to sue him, finally sue him? Yeah. You know, and yes. kind of revealed that, you know, everyone who worked for him needed tennis shoes. He was crazy over there, uh, you know, all the, with all the women. He, uh, uh, I'd forgotten, too, that uh, he'd fired Joni Preston and then had to <laughs> rehire her three days later because there was nobody who knew how to do notes or anything for the NHL games. It was, well, he... He gave the
1: job to Patty Conley Reed, who is married to Tom, and fired her after like three days. He said, "Your first impression, I can tell if I
0: like you or not, and I don't like you." And fired her, and then
1: brought back Joni.
0: Yeah, and uh, and then he, but he also had a. Had a gal named Waddell or something who ended Elaine up. Elaine Waddell, yep. She was another and, one, yep. And she ended up getting hit in the head. With a, she was out playing golf on a nice spring day during the finals and got hit in the eye. Remember that? Yep. And she basically was blinded for weeks and couldn't work. And it was the all timer. Nothing will top, though. Building his own, his own bunker press box before game six because he didn't want to He didn't want the media sitting in those seats that he could charge 100 bucks for or 80 bucks or something. It was, uh, we talked about this the other day, but it was just, what a circus. It was amazing. I mean, they are, you have your low moments with the current operation of the, uh, by the way, I was looking up Doug Zmolik today. And he was the uh, you know they lost to Jefferson uh, five to four in overtime in '89 in a great final. Smolik yep. had two goals, and uh, uh, he was uh, and on that on that team. But uh, he ended up being the Sharks. He ended up being the North Stars seventh round draft, seventh number seven overall yep. pick, and then here, went, here. went to the Sharks, but. Bill Guerin was number five pick in that draft, and the and the highest uh, American in that draft. He was he was drafted uh, fifth uh, out of uh, Springfield. He's from somewhere in New England, right? Yeah, Massachusetts. Was, yeah, yeah.
1: Get, Zmolik went. I that was the draft that was at Met Center, and I remember mm-hmm. Zmolik was taken, and everyone's like, "What the hell." 'Cause like he I don't think there was any buzz about that. But he, he's had two well, or three sons go, go on and play like at Mankato.
0: Yes, a couple of yeah, college. He's, he's a, maybe. Uh oh, he was a hell of a high school player. Oof, yeah, he was he was big. Great. And J M was you know, I don't I think I think J M now has a merged hockey program with the Catholic school or something like that. It's like Not,
1: Jefferson, Pat.
0: Yes, that's yeah, a small Jefferson. school
1: now comparatively. Yeah. And that was a hockey power. Demographics have changed, ladies and gentlemen. So, Well, yeah, because, um, you know, at, at the time, Woodbury was probably nothing.
0: No. Woodbury, Lakeville had
1: one high school, and they weren't good in hockey.
0: No. Woodbury in 93 had 22,000 residents. They now have 70. That's one reason the uh, wild draws so well, I would
1: think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. All right, sir. All right. uh, We will uh, do this again tomorrow in some form, right?
1: We will indeed. See you, Patrick. Okay. Bye-bye.